0: She's Sean, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. October sports. It's nuts. It's a soap opera. You heard what Baker said, and got to get into Baker Mayfield and Aaron Rodgers and what was said about Aaron Rodgers and what's actually happening on the field and what team's falling apart and October baseball, Dodgers coming back, and Red Sox and Astros and strike calls being missed and... NBA season starts October. October is the best time of year for sports. This is this is unbelievable. We only have four hours to get into everything. Keyshawn, J. the ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM, Channel 80, your smart speakers, wherever you get your podcasts going on, guys.
1: Happy day for you, Key.
2: I mean, it's good it win last night. night. Here's what I'm saying, man. I wasn't worried one bit. Come on man. Get we out. Get out of here. Get out of here. We, get here. we are, well it's baseball so that's, that's what happens. Nine innings. You go nine innings. You you can't uh say that it because in the fourth inning we're down four to two that it's a wrap.
1: I feel you. And it mean, it's just like we Cody go down five
2: to two, you know. So you just sit there because you got you know, you got three outs and basically an inning at bats at the bottom. So you got time to kinda warm up a little bit and Yates, where's the yes, lies? We know lies, how baseball lies. works, Key. <laughs> where's the lies? Lies, li- lies, yeah. lies,
3: and more lies. Lies, 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 <laughs> lies and more lies. Well,
2: I wasn't lying. I lies, just was explaining lies, lies more lies. <laughs> how I <laughs> felt last night. I was a little ticked off at Gavin Lux, but I understand the sun. I get all of those sort of things.
1: I feel like the text messaging would have uh, inferred that you were a little bit more than ticked off. No, it. I looked down at my phone and there were sixty-three text messaging. Well, that was probably was, out on was about the seventh. Yeah, that, wasn't, that was about that wasn't, the seventh yeah, inning. Yeah, we I, we didn't even get to the eighth yeah. yet because
2: I, about the seventh inning, I was getting ready to turn it off. Yeah. And then I said, "Oh no, well, hold on, let me just see." Sit
1: so that tight. cool, calm, and collective yeah. voice that you have this morning is not the cool, calm, collective key I heard last night. But we night. won,
2: so you're so, good. Yeah, the win Dodgers is win is a win. The Man, Dodgers are absolutely. really
0: uh, the Dodgers are really good, and I got to be honest. Seventh inning, eighth inning. They're about to go down. Oh three! I swear to you, I did not think the series was over. Not only did I think they could come back in that game, but I thought even if they lose this game, it has been done before. Yes, and and I just think the Dodgers are the better team. We are the better team. One hundred and
2: ten wins versus whatever it was, eighty nine or eighty eight for Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, we are the better team. Like significant no question? No, I think it was ninety two for Atlanta. It. Was it ninety two? So, yeah. Whatever the number is, but <laughs> it, it it's one of those situations where. Walker Bueller was doing fine.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It was 88 in the regular season. Oh. Um, uh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, 88. In the regular. I knew it was somewhere in there. But when you look at it, Walker Bueller was Dylan. He was fine. They were connecting, but it wasn't like they were, you know, they were just killing him. You're looking at you, his stuff. When you when you start to get into a rhythm, when you get into the, the that fourth inning, sort of the third, fourth inning, and he's pitching, you know, 70 something. At that point, he's. I think he was. He had pitched about seventy six balls, and at that point, you're like, okay, they start connecting, but then all of a sudden, you get the Gavin, you get the Gavin Lux mishap, and then all of a sudden, another guy goes on base, and then you say, okay, we gotta go and get the guy ready up in the pin. Let's go, and once we start going to our pin, and we slow things down and settle down, because I think he was charged for. Five, I think he was only charged for four runs, and then we gave up the fifth. But then we have so
1: m- we have four more, oh, five more innings to go. All that is fine. Cody Bellinger is just saving your team's ass, man. He, he's been he's been doing it this postseason. Bad this, regular it, season it, too. It, well, bad, he's been, he postseason he, has been the next level for him. That three run blast, man. That set the whole tone. Whole, whole tone in eighth. Well, he then Chris I, Taylor, you know, stealing second. Then Mookie Betts comes up. Still in the eighth. Like, that was a major, massive run where you just feel like a championship team. That experience, they just put it together in the eighth. He's like a fake Mr.
2: October for us, though. Mm. He, he did it two years ago when he was the, the NLCS MVP, um, the big catch in center field. He had another jack. I mean, he does a good job in the postseason. The regular season, he's been struggling, no question about it. But Mookie Betts is big
1: for us. Why'd you us. call him a fake Mr. October?
2: Because the real Mr. October is... Reggie. Reggie
1: Jackson. Okay, okay. So you call him a fake fake.
2: Mr. Ah, October. Got it. it. It's tongue-in-cheek sort of thing. But I think we're right where we want to be. We got two more games at Chavez Ravine, and we go back to Atlanta, and hopefully we take care of business. And even if we lost, like Max was about to say, we still had two more games at home. We don't want to go down... Back to Atlanta 3-2, no question about it. But yeah, if we had
0: to, we would have did it. The odds are against the Dodgers if they go down 0-3, obviously. Severely against them, but I would not have counted them out. They still had chances. And now down you know, down one game, after three games, <laughs> unless the series is basically over because someone's down 0-3, someone's got to be down a game. It's the Dodgers. They got two more home games. By the way, you're right about Bellinger. And to me, always when your baseball team is down – the guy who ties the game with the big hit, that's actually the biggest thing. The guy who prevents you from losing. But I got to say this, Mookie Betts, right? How often does an enormous free agent signing or enormous acquisition like Mookie Betts turn out this good? This you guy, know, is know, he's unbelievable. Most of the time they do, though, Max, when they're like him. Very few are like him.
2: No, but I'm saying when you get a guy who he was red hot already, with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. So when you get a red hot guy coming to your team that's already a dude, he doesn't disappear on you. When you get something that you think is a dude, like a brand, eventually that brand goes away. When we got Manny years ago, Manny was hot for us for a minute, then eventually it went away. So in this situation, he's still young. He's got all the all the tools, and he lives for this moment. He, was, he played in a big city like Boston, so this is nothing new to him. And I argue with people all the time, and I understand Mike Trout. Everybody believes is the best player in baseball. Yada yada yada, based on the numbers and the history and all that. My eyes tell me that dude the best player. I gotta say, and, I, and yeah. I get what everybody says about it's the team around Mike Trout and all that. But Mookie Betts, I don't give a damn what you
0: tell me. He the best player I, in Major League Baseball, I, I, man. I, let me say something about that real quick because Lakers played, Nets played. There's so much to get into today. Mike Trout is at this point in his career, he's still in the conversation for, for best player who ever lived. Usually by now you could say, that dude's not the guy. However, he has very little postseason experience, and when he was in the postseason, he did not excel, even though it's a small sample size. When you count the postseason for bets, he's just he's special. You see why some people say, yeah, he's the guy I'd want. All right. He is certainly the guy I would want. Meanwhile, <laughs> well, he's the guy you got. Keith. All five. Nine, the Warriors rallied from 10 down, Jay, beat the Lakers, 121-114. Lakers had an 84-74 lead in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, and then just went ice cold in the fourth. Russell Westbrook won very good. Steph, on the other hand, had the triple-double. What are your thoughts after watching the Warriors storm back on the Lakers? The Warriors have an identity. They know who they are.
1: They, they are a team that plays around Steph. Everybody plays very similar to the way Steph plays in their continuity offense. And 11 new players for the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James, year 19. I mean, for him to be 37 years old, turning 37 in December, to have the points he did last night. Uh, I might have to recalibrate my MVP conversation because I think he will be in that conversation. But look, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony at times, defensive liability on the floor for them down the stretch in the fourth it's going to take time for this team to find out what their identity is defensively and offensively. And Russell Westbrook, look, we talked about this yesterday, always starts off slow. He's a ball dominant guard. Now he has to share that responsibility with LeBron. That's going to take time for
0: this team to find. Yeah. Westbrook's everything's going to be a mess in the first half of the season. Wait till the second half. Here is LeBron James at the post game presser on Westbrook's struggles.
5: Uh, I just think it was just the first game jitters, to be honest. Um, don't to put too much into it. Probably was a lot just going through his mind, just being a kid from LA and you know, watching the Lakers growing up and then however many years down the road, now you're putting on a Laker uniform and you're stepping into a stable center and you probably had I can only imagine how many friends and family have contacted him over the last forty eight hours wondering if they could come and see his first game as a Laker. Um, you know, so Um, You know, those things, those demands and those asks and those things will quiet down as the season go on and on. So, not worried about Russ at all.
2: I love it. I love the way LBJ protects his teammate. There's no question about it. But I don't think his first game jitters being at home. He's at home all the time. Uh, He sees those people all the time. I just think that he just had a bad game. Much like you say, Jay, as the NBA expert on this particular show, is that he starts slow. And when he starts slow – he then in the second half picks up and becomes an MVP-type candidate the second half of the season. When you look at Russell Russell Westbrook's career, this is what now, Jay? His third team in less than 12 months? Uh, a little see. more, little little, more little than 12? Yeah, more than 12. A little more than, more than, than 12 months. Yeah. So when you look at Houston, Washington, now in the Lakers, that's three different teams in a little bit over 12 months. He's got to get used to playing with those guys no matter what you say training camp is not going to get you there the course of the season is
1: it just it's going to happen with this team man look age I think they're going to be fine like no need for knee jerk reactions today what's you know how it is what's wrong with the lakers <laughs> what's wrong with Russell Westbrook it was the first game obviously there's some stats that are glaring right like they're minus 23 in his 35 minutes they're plus 16 in his 13 minutes while he's on the bench but those are going to be tweaks that LeBron James and Frank Vogel are going to have to make.
2: But isn't that because AD and LeBron has played together, what is it, the third year now? Playing together? AD yeah. and LeBron. Westbrook 11 playing. new players. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. It's like, come on, man. We, every year, we, this gotta, this we got fourth. 81 more, man. This is we the tra-
0: fourth consecutive season that Russell Westbrook is playing on a new team with new teammates. It's the same thing every year. Like, you got to blame yourself after a while if you fall for this. It's not going to be pretty in the first half of this season. He will get it figured out. He always does. There's someone who doesn't have to worry about first game jitters because he won't be available to play. That's next. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max,
3: the podcast.
0: Good morning, everybody. Keyshawn J. Max, ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join on the Goodyear Hotline. That includes Yankees manager. And yes, he's still the manager with a three-year extension. Aaron Boone at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh-huh. Trojan. So, Ben Simmons was suspended for the season opener at the Pelicans for conduct detrimental to the team. Coach Doc Rivers... Threw Simmons out of practice Tuesday, and the suspension was announced shortly thereafter. Remember, Simmons was away from the team, he was losing money, and so he shows up and... Nope, I don't like what you're doing. Out of practice, still losing money, right? Well, we'll see. Here's Joel Embiid on Ben Simmons.
4: At this point I don't care about that man honestly he does whatever he wants uh, you know that's not my job. Uh, you know that's those guys' jobs uh, you know I'm only focused on trying to make the team better uh, win some games uh, you know play hard every night uh, and try to lead you know the guys that we have here uh, and I'm sure they feel the same way because you know our chemistry has been excellent. Uh, despite, you know, everything that's been happening in the, uh, in the last few months. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, uh, I don't I don't really care. Josh. Our job is not to babysit somebody. Uh, you know, we here, we get paid to produce on the court, go out, uh, play hard, uh, win some games. Uh, that's all we get paid for. We don't get paid to come out here and, you know, try to babysit somebody.
2: Wow. We- I mean, that, that was... Uh enlightening, so to speak, (laughs) by a teammate. When a teammate starts telling the public that they're not being paid to babysit another teammate, you already know the end is there. There's nothing they can do. As I said months ago, Jay, as you brought this up about Ben Simmons and you astutely uh, enlightened us on a conversation that you had with people that was informed that Ben Simmons did not want to be a Philadelphia 76er, and the first thing I said to you is, well, he's done. He's not going you, – you cannot accept a guy back in a locker room that is checked out, that's, that, that does not want to be there. You, Because you, he's going to start looking for other things in general. When he's out on the floor, he ain't focusing on playing basketball. He's focusing on trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah, I may come in because I'm protecting my money to a degree. And then on the end, you ask me to do something. I simply don't have to do it. Now, you can say, oh, well, it's conduct detrimental to the team. Well, you're going to have to prove I'm sure there'll be some NBA PA situation going on where they're going to have to prove, based on that, that it's conduct detrimental to the team so they can protect this money. They're going to put up a fight. You can't just all of a sudden suspend the guy, kick him out because there's a confrontation with the coach and it's not going the way that you want to. I've been there firsthand experience where all of a sudden they say, well, it's conduct detrimental to the team. We're going to send him home a little bit. Well, I didn't do anything, Jay. Didn't do anything. Hmm. And maybe Ben didn't do as much
1: as they say just because he doesn't want to be there and he has an attitude. Key, it's time for some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You ready for it? Yes. All right, Max, I, I have questions for you and Key, and it's simple yes or no. Understanding the mental makeup of who Ben Simmons has shown you he is Right, an evolving guy that comes over from Australia, doesn't handle adversity well, would you as a betting man bet that considering the vitriol that Ben Simmons is going to get from Philadelphia fans, considering the way he's handled this offseason, that he would thrive this year? Yes or no? Not in Philly. Okay, great. Second question. Considering what Joel Embiid, we heard him say now, but knowing that Joel Embiid has never rocked with Ben Simmons to begin with, I don't care what anybody says. That's always been the case. You're just hearing it come to a head now. Considering this offseason, the way Ben has handled the offseason, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, wanted to charter a private plane to fly out to California to meet with Ben. And Ben says, nah, I'm good. Considering all that, do you think Ben, Joel Embiid, and Tobias Harris would ever have a decent relationship? Yes or No.
0: No. No,
1: they're not going to have a relationship. So with all that being said, why don't you just pay this man to go away? Eagles one hell of a drug. I understand everybody wants to say Philadelphia has all the leverage, you know, uh, and Daryl Morey just wants to hold on to him. We're going to force him to come back and play. You're not. It's not going to work out that way. This Ben Simmons that you just saw, he's told you from the beginning he does not want to be here. So by bringing him back – even though he wants to get his money, he's going to come back because he doesn't want to lose his money. This is what's going to happen. You're going to have Joel Embiid have to answer questions about Ben Simmons. You're going to have chemistry disruption the whole time he's there. So why just not pay him to go away? Let your team continue to go in the direction you want it to go, build the right culture, and either trade him to Portland for C.J. McCullum, Robert Covington in a draft pick, go back, revaluate what you think you can get on the market, Take that trade. I would take that trade right now in a heartbeat or pay him to go away until December, until the trade deadline, and then actually say, hey, now we're willing to deal and trade. This, is, this it, is, is th- it such pay that pay him to go away?
2: Is it that they asked him to come back, or did Rich Paul and Ben Simmons say, we're going to come back in because these are the rules and we're going to come back in? And then the 76ers. Got him there, and they want to practice or whatever. Or did they have intentions on trying to put him on the floor, Jay?
1: I think they had intentions of trying to put him on the floor, and Rich Paul did probably advise Ben Simmons to come back to get his money, right? Once they found out that another team, if there was a trade, couldn't recoup the money that they would lose, right? Michelle Roberts made that open from the NFL from the NBA PA. Rich Paul and his guys like, hey, come back and play. So that's what I'm saying understanding what it is now and how disruptive Ben Simmons is going to be why would you want him you, around this team to begin
2: with but you can't force and see that's the weird thing to me i understand if rich paul and ben simmons said okay i'll go back in to protect my money but if the philadelphia 76ers and the coaching staff said Ben, come back in we want to play you that'll never work that's going ne- that will never work because the players don't want you there that's in what trying i'm trying to force that's him in, and exactly my work. point Keith.
1: that's why if you're there more you say to ben simmons We are going to pay you. Take a leave of absence. We don't need you to be around
0: this team and messing up what we have here. Daryl Morey will try to sell as high as possible. And the real question is, when is that high point? Is it now? Is it later? That's straight talk wireless. No contract, no compromise. Why someone wants to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face. Ooh, wow. I want to see that. Punch him right in the face. And Rogers says, relax, that's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM, Channel 80. The Keyshawn J. Will and Max Podcast.
5: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business,
0: you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of
1: coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there.
0: Dr. Pepper, call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776. We're asking who's your dark horse contender in the NFL. (laughs) You can hit us up. Aaron Boone joins us at 910 Eastern. Former Bears center Olin Krutz said he wanted to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face for the I still own you comment. <laughs> he was real about it too. He was like, "He might, it might be true." Yeah, should, I still, I, I still want to hit him in the face. I, All right. I'll tell Olin, pick on somebody your own size. <laughs> Here's Roger's response on the Pat McAfee Show yesterday.
3: Look, I think, I think that is to say, and I, I don't know Olin, and I respect him. He played in the league for a long time, but are we getting that soft as a society that we can't have <laughs> worth now? I mean, you know, somebody can, somebody can pay for a ticket and say whatever the hell they want, which I think they should be able to. that's fine. But the one time you say something back to him, that gets caught on it. That gets caught on hot mic. which, you know, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that gets said from time to time. Now it's that, you know, I've disrespected, you know, an entire city and organization and my own organization. Yeah, I don't think
2: I don't think Olin Crunson. I know Olin pretty well. I don't think he meant it as he was going to physically attack him. he just tongue-in-cheek in and saying he'd like to punch Aaron Rodgers in the face. Jay, it's a whole lot of people you like to punch in the face, right? I mean, there's, but you're not going to punch him in the face. I mean, it's just, you know, I see people say he has a punchable face. That's just, you know, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's long-time Chicago Bear against all-time Green Bay Packer, long-time go. Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famers, and it's just –
1: it's that tongue-in-cheek back and forward. That's something you say as a, as a, as a former player for your fan base. Yes. Because you want your fan base to recognize that you're not just going to come into our home and disrespect us by talking trash. Even though everybody talks trash to each other all the time, yeah. it's something you do to get behind your
0: fan it's base. Not, first of all, when Aaron Rodgers says, are we getting that soft as a society, I think it's just the opposite. And Cruz sounded like he meant it to me. Not that he was literally going to do it. He was talking about how he felt, right? If you're a Bears fan... I, well, he's doing it for the fans. If you're a Bears fan, he, he gave it up. He said, it might be true. Yeah, he's 22 and five against us. Right? Yeah, he owns us, right? I still, that doesn't, that, like, the fact that he said it is still, I take that a certain kind of way. And for Bears fans who don't have a lot to be proud about against Aaron Rodgers, he's like, you know what, but we still got pride. But, like, and, and if you're a Bears fan, you live that through yeah, him. But, but, but you tell people all the time, like, You know, I
2: own you, like I literally own the Miami Dolphins. Mm. Like every time I see y'all, I abuse y'all. And it's that—that's just tongue-in-cheek football. And he's again, like you said, Jay, he's catering to the fan base. Yes, and Olin knows what he's doing. He's smart. I ain't punching no damn Aaron Rodgers. No, he said it with some
0: feeling. Yeah, but he's not doing it. That's that's sports talk radio. But he—he, I don't take him literally either, except that he feels like doing it and that's he's expressing what the Bears fans are feeling it's like yeah yeah. no question Uh, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna feel like punching somebody from Notre Dame after this weekend I'm sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) it does make it interesting though the next time these two teams match up how some players will feel if they get a chance to hit Aaron Rodgers right like I don't care what anybody says like these type of things when you hear things like this come out after games Fans, I mean, players have bulletin board material. They mark down things now to get them motivated for certain well, games. Well,
2: men- mentally, you do. That's just like when yes. Logan Wilson's talking about, you know, attacking or, or or not attacking, but talking about Lamar Jackson being a running back playing quarterback. Lamar has filed that in his mental. Yeah, there you go. Did he go all day? Did he just go let you know? I mean, they going to figure
1: out what to do. That's all. Come on, man. We petty now. People try to act like they're very bravado and you know, hey, I, I got all the confidence in the world, but we petty.
2: Yeah, but you 22, petty. you twenty-two and five. You should just give Aaron Rodgers the pink slip to the building. Twenty-two and
0: five. <laughs> Could you imagine man. you draft a quarterback and you have a divisional rival? <laughs> you know in advance he's going to be twenty-two and five against that. By the way, he's eighteen and five against Detroit, and his worst record. I looked this up yesterday. His worst bad record division. fifteen mm. nine and one, and that's. The Vikings. The Vikings, at least, are just getting beaten pretty bad. 15-9-1 is a bad record, right? I mean, it's a good record but against that had other good,
2: team. I'm trying to think. The Vikings had good teams early in Aaron Rodgers' career when he took over. Yeah. They still had AP.
0: what you say, Evan? Yeah, they had four. So they still, they, they were And Zimmer, good. Zimmer's, remember, he was giving credit for the defense, figured out Aaron Rodgers. 15-9-1. But when you add it all up, Rodgers, in a weak division, really, he owns the whole division. Not that's, the that's a weak yeah. division. Yeah. I mean, think about, it. you want to do some math, pull
2: up Tom Brady's 20 years in the AFC East. <laughs> 100%. Tom Brady, Tom Brady might be something
0: like 109. <laughs> because you're talking about the Jets, the Dolphins, and Beals. the Bills. They, for 20 years, here and there, there was an okay quarterback in that division, here and there. But it was a bad I don't run. think.
2: I don't think, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember. Tom Brady ever being swept by any team in that division. He lost to the Jets once. He'll lose to the Dolphins once. The Bills might have clipped him once, but I've never I don't remember losing like two to the Dolphins or
1: two to the Bills. Mm. I don't remember that. Can I just bring up a quick point? Because the last part of what he said was fascinating to me because I find out in sports we, we saw it a little bit with the Mets this year. Granted, it was with their own fan base. But the last part he says is like when these athletes are screamed at by fans all game, every single week. Then when they respond by saying "I still own you," it becomes like this incredible story filled with vitriol from people. We hate you, blah, blah. I'm like seeing people that scream absurd-ass things yes. at you Oh, yeah. like, day. You know what this dude just said about my I mom? Still, oh, yeah. <laughs> and exactly. all I, I still you now, now you're not. angry about <laughs> it? Get yeah. out of here. But the
2: fans didn't really. I don't think the fans was really saying anything. They were just Olin brought it up. I don't think the fans was. really Oh, trippy. you can imagine. Keen. Oh, yeah, the Keen. fans gave him crazy... the
1: double
3: bird. Oh, yes. That's yeah. why yeah. he yelled, at still the double bird. Oh, yeah.
4: North
1: Carolina grandma give me the double bird with her daughter there in a North Carolina, like, I got Did you deserve it? Did yeah, I deserve it? Yeah, because yeah, I, I own North Carolina. You should I own North Carolina when I played at Duke. That's how I felt about it.
0: The chance in the bleachers in Yankee Stadium in the 70s year, and 80s with, like, kids, like, adults with their children, and the children are listening to the, what's coming out of their parents' mouths. They're just like, that's my dad, that's my yeah, mom. a good role model. All right, look. So, Rodgers, like we just mentioned, Brady. In the AFC East for years, they had a bye in the first round. They had a home playoff game in the second round. As soon as they won that, they're in the AFC Championship. It really helped Brady out. Rodgers is in a division, maybe not as weak as that for years, but a pretty weak division that he owns. So the question is this. Brady leaves the Patriots. Now that division's wide open, the AFC East, right? If Rodgers leaves the NFC North, as many predict, who benefits the most? Which team? I would probably
2: think Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. I would think maybe Chicago right now. Right? Because yeah, I don't man. know how I don't know how I don't know if Zim is going to be there with Kirk Cousins long term. But I think when you look at Matt Nagy, who'll probably get an extension at the end of the year, sorry, Jay. and <laughs> along with the young quarterback of Justin Fields, then yeah. And now think about it. Tom Brady has never think about this. Tom Brady has never lost to a division opponent being swept until last year, the New Orleans Saints did him in twice. Other than that, in his career, nobody's gotten him twice in the AFC East. But then, he he, him in the but then East.
5: remember... Brady got him, got the Saints in the playoffs. Well,
0: yeah, Brady got him so in the he
5: playoffs. Never, he's never, not beaten a team he's played like at least twice in his division. But, 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 season. See, but that's issue, not fair, though. The man. issue
0: is not Tom Brady. The issue is the AFC East. It was so weak well, for so long. It was weak, but at the same time, the issue is Tom Brady because you can't beat him. No, what I'm, yeah, right. Of course, Brady and Rogers are super great, and they were in weak divisions. I totally agree that the Bears benefit most. Guys, think if you're a Bears fan. And this dude is twenty-two and five against you. And not only do you have good reason to believe he's leaving the division, but you draft a quarterback who falls to eleven. Make a deadline. Make a, a, a draft day deal. Grab him. You've looked pretty good, and he doesn't even know what he's doing yet. And you've already looked pretty good. And Rogers might leave the. This is Christmas come early for the Bears. You, is this not Christmas
1: comes early for Minnesota and the Vikings? Like I know every time I'm on this show. And everybody does this, even Evan. Well, that's every day. Whenever, yes, that is every day. Fair. Wow. Every time. Well, every, every time ah, i on the show. Welcome, Jay uh, Williams. I would think that's Clip every that. day. Clip that and run that back as yeah. personality to open the show. Um, all I would say is every time I say Kirk Cousins, everybody goes, ah. It's like the common theme with everybody. Oh, well, you know, it's a matter of time before that one happens again. But my thing is with Dalvin Cook, with Justin Jefferson at receiving core, you don't think they're sitting there saying when Aaron Rodgers is all done, even if I do have a middle of the pack quarterback, that we actually have the talent to surpass and win a division and go further? I I don't. Minnesota this year?
0: I don't know if. Can you guys, guys put a little done.
1: bit of respect on what Minnesota is doing? No, no,
0: Jay no, is 100% right. Damn. The reason we're not talking Minnesota <laughs> is just because they're boring. You guys it's like, do eh, it I don't every care a lot you about it.
1: Yeah, right?
0: yeah, you just don't care yeah. a lot about Minnesota. He doesn't it's move not, the needle for you, kid.
2: No, it's not even that. I've watched him play over the last several years, and they continue to keep extending him, and I don't understand why. And they're in the same position that they were in before with Case Keenum, a guy that is now a backup that should still be the starter, in my opinion, in Minnesota based on how far he took them, and they're in the same position that they were with Case Keenum. So when I look at that, you didn't get significantly better. You paid more money. But you didn't get. But isn't this. he I mean, a but guy that one point? Better.
1: They have one point loss to the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean they're yeah. one touchdown away play, from Kirk beating Cal- Cleveland. Now he played well. Yeah. Like it's not kind of like. I mean, they've had games that they could have won. They were right
0: there.
2: Did you just hear what I just said? Though? Yes, I but did. But let's go
0: back and look at Case Keenum, Key. Isn't he I agree with you about Case Keenum. By the way, he was sort of on the outskirts of an MVP conversation a little bit that year. It's like he's like in the top 10 that year the way they were I mean, playing the in well the Minnesota Miracle.
2: Well with yeah. the Minnesota Miracle and everything, but then they just moved on from him in his career whatever little bit of revitalization he had in his career just went bam. Yeah. But Kirk Cousins
0: is the type of guy that you sometimes say, yeah, he's fine. He's <laughs> fine. You can do well with him yeah. if you have everything in place. He's not going to put you over the top, though. No. Right, hell right. no, man. Please. All right. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's bring in a guy who knows a thing or two about the Chicago sports scene and the Bears. Cap- David Kaplan from ESPN Chicago uh, on the Goodyear Hotline. Morning, Cap.
3: What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing today? I'm am-
0: I'm 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 supposing that not as well as you in Chicago. Thinking we're just talking about like if if Rodgers really does leave the NFC North next year, you guys just drafted Justin Fields. He already looks kind of good, and he doesn't even know what he's doing yet. Rodgers could be living the leaving the division like Christmas comes early for Chicago. I'd imagine, David.
3: Yeah, because all that stuff Max broke the day of the draft, so we woke up in this, you know, dead-ass quarterback doldrum here, and all of a sudden it's Adam Schefter's going, yeah, Aaron Rodgers may not be going back to Green Bay. Oh, and Chicago has acquired the 11th pick. Like, people here are going nuts. So, yeah, it would be very cool because I really, truly believe this kid is finally going to end the nonsense from Sid Luckman to today. So, yeah, I feel like it's it's good.
2: What is that like? A hundred years? Um, Seventy-one years. Keith. Seventy-one years. Cap, what? What did the fan base feel? What was the reaction to what Aaron Rodgers said? Were they like, oh, whatever? Or did they like all of a sudden they ready to just get on bus loads and go down to Milwaukee or Green Bay?
3: It made it made them matter at Matt Nagy. It did. It made them matter at the franchise at George McCaskey and the president Ted Phillips because. Like, last week, Aaron did this really cool press conference, and I like the dude. I've never met Aaron in my life. I've been on, you know, uh, conference calls with him when he talks to us in the media, but I've never met this guy. But he's talking about growing up in California where they had very few channels on TV, but they got WGN, so he became a Cubs fan and a Bulls fan and how much he likes the city and he likes the teams. And Aaron's like... I hate this. This guy's really likable, and he beats us every time we play. So the majority were not <laughs> mad at what he did. They got madder at our team. But I can tell you, I work with Olin Krutz, Lance Briggs, and Alex Brown, and when they heard all these comments, they wanted to suit up and go get him.
1: That's what I'm saying, Cap. As a, as a Chicago guy, like you want you, you want to show fight. Uh, let me ask you this. The day Aaron Rodgers retires, I need you to be objective right now. Who wins the division?
3: Chicago. Minnesota can't get out of their own way, and the Lions are a joke. I'm not telling you it's because we're amazing. I'm telling you it's by default. Yeah, that's a good
0: good point. That's a good point. Detroit, you can count out every year. So, really, if Rodgers leaves the division, and if it's Jordan Love, let's say, and he doesn't turn out to be any great shakes, you're looking at Minnesota. And and Minnesota, Cap, I guess you look at them and think, yeah, they're solid. They're not going to set the world on fire. If we can be a little better than solid, we got it.
3: Right. And we finally feel like we figured out the quarterback position. So I don't know who I said to you guys last week. I don't know who got the Matt. I still think he wishes he could play Andy mm-hmm. Dalton at this point in time. But they're riding with Justin. And he had a couple really good drives last week. We just got to score more than fourteen points. Yeah. Mm.
0: So how would you evaluate him now, you know, third of the way through the season, give or take? What's your evaluation? What grade do you give him so far, Justin Fields?
3: I guess an incomplete yet because he hasn't played enough. You know, he doesn't he, he got enough out of the running game last week. He doesn't have David Montgomery. He didn't have Damian Williams schedule. Now they're going to Tampa this week. You don't think the GOAT is thinking back to last year when we beat them and he couldn't remember how many downs? I, I mean, I feel like it's a lamb being led to slaughter. But for Justin, it's like a, he's playing like a C right now. But that, I'm not being critical of him. He just, it's going to take time. He makes mistakes. You know, he thought he had a free play the other day. Guess what? You didn't. You didn't get the flag, and it ends up in an interception. That was a huge, huge missed call. I mean, go back and run the tape and freeze it. That dude's in the no- neutral zone. But you didn't get the call. So, yeah, there's things he's got to be better at. But I really, really see him being light years ahead of where Mitchell Trubisky was. Who, by the way, Mitch Trubisky, that's the last guy to beat Aaron Rodgers for the Bears. He mm. clinched the division in 2018, beating Aaron at Soldier Field 24-17. So, hey,
2: A- what are we doing with Matt Nagy's future, man? Are we still on track to get that extension at the end of the year?
3: So I said that to you, like, I'm with Jay. I, if I own the team, done. You're out. See you later. And I, I'm so tired of hearing you got to get this offensive coordinator and that offensive Just go get the best leader of 53 men. Pete Carroll was a D coordinator. He's had great offenses. Uh, same with Bill Belichick. Same with Mike Tomlin. These guys – but these guys are all defensive guys. So give me the best leader of men. But if Justin looks really, really good, I could see them extending him. The Bears, for crying out loud. Mm.
2: Hey, yeah. I just want to tell you before we let you go, you know I own the Chicago Bears, too. My my producer wanted me to let you know I'm 4-1 against the Bears lifetime. So
3: <laughs> just <laughs> want to let you know. And, <laughs> and you beat my Northwestern Wildcats in the Rose Bowl. That's a bonus, beat, though. I was at that game. You did that in style. I mean, that was big time. 45-37, something like that.
1: Cap, before I let you go, why will the Bulls finish top five in the East?
3: Because they're really well coached and they got a lot more talent. Mm. My only concern about them is do they have enough perimeter shooting when you really need a basket? I'm not talking about in the paint. I'm talking about you got to have guys make shots. Who is that guy other than Zach that you go, that dude makes jump shots? That's my biggest concern. I'll
0: mm-hmm. tell you what. Let's talk about the, Bill, the, the Bulls, rather. If Patrick Williams turns out, like, forget about this year. They'll be good this year, right? They won't be great. They'll be good. If Patrick Williams mm-hmm. turns out to be the best player on that team eventually, now we're having a different conversation when you look at that starting five.
3: I think, Jay. You're exactly correct. And I interviewed Arturis, the president of the team, And I said, why did you not take Halliburton, who I loved in that draft? And they needed a point guard. He said, we loved him. We worked him out. The meetings were great. When you're picking fourth and you got a fluke, you won in the lottery, you swing for the fences and go for the grand slam. And we think Patrick Williams is a grand slam if he develops.
1: Cap, I watched him for a long time. I said it on draft night. He He was the steal of the entire NBA draft his size
0: and his talent and his ceiling, it it has a chance to be off the charts. They have no weak link in the starting five. Look at that starting five. Right guy, right guy, right guy. And if Patrick Williams could get to the next level, I'm just saying, different conversation. Thank you, Cap. You're exactly right, Max. Appreciate it, as always. Have a great day, gentlemen. That was David Kaplan, co-host of Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can hear them 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central on ESPN 1000. You can weigh in on the Aaron Rodgers' discussion. Be a part of KJM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed or call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. By the way, Aaron Boone, Yankees manager. Trojan. Joins us at nine ten a.m. Eastern, Ooh. and then there's one quarterback situation where the quarterback says, "I'm the captain. Look at me. I'm the captain now." That's next. Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio, ESPN Two, wherever you get your podcast, your smart speaker, SiriusXM Channel 80. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast.